4 o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Yes, it is. The 4 o'clock football frenzy. Man, I just... I just, it's one of those times, like, we always have our Twitter going during the show, of course, trying to see if there's breaking news, and I forgot that there was a story that I read last night, or maybe very early this morning, that I really wanted to bring to the show, and I totally forgot about it, and then I just saw a follow-up tweet. Ugh. Did you read the Adam Schefter profile? No. All right. I I'd suggest everybody read it and then form their own opinions, maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, later in the week on this show or the morning show, figure that out. It's there's a lot to unpack there. There's there's a lot to unpack there. Send it to me. DM it to me. Uh, I will. I can do that. Uh, but that is a football story. Adam Schefter obviously involved football. More football coming up. Obviously the football frenzy right now. Miles Simmons, pro football talk coming up in just a few minutes. Sammy P, Sam Pennyanovich coming up in about 45 minutes as well. Uh, but let's get right to it. <laughs> Are you geared up, Adam, for we are less than one week before rookies and one uh, seven days, I believe, right? No, it's eight days away from the veterans. Yeah. Raiders training camp. Yeah, it's uh, it's ready to go. It's going to open. Uh, I will be, you know, I think I already, I already said it, I'll be going out of town. I'm going to get my last vacation in, and I come home next Tuesday night. And I think the first practice will be either Wednesday or Thursday morning. So uh, right, right back into it, right back into the grind. Uh, it's unlike yeah, you. I'm not. It's well, usually, like, usually you'd be flying in and then coming right from the airport with your luggage, with no sleep, and filing seven stories. I know. I decided to be responsible. I'm getting older, so I'm actually going to get in the night before. Actually, get get, get some rest in before I go to practice. But um, in true Adam Hill fashion, you are going to be filling in. This the next couple of morning, but Thursday, and you're leaving the studio and going right to the airport. Yeah, that's that's Adam Hill fashion. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually one of the rare occasions of kind of hoping maybe the flight gets delayed a few minutes. It'll be a little. It'll be helpful. There's been there been there have been some fun Golden Knights games that we've been at, and we're in the and and then it's a close one. You worry about overtime, and you got a flight you got to catch after like a red eye. Well, the one I mean, the one is is pretty legendary. I mean, I, I, I'm sure we've talked about, it, but there's probably a lot of new listeners that it was, it was year one for the Golden Knights. Uh, they were playing the Sharks in a series, and my assignment for that series was to cover the Sharks. So I was going to Sharks practices and, and writing sidebars on the Sharks. I actually developed a really weird kind of friendship with Brent Burns during that series. He, he gave me a, an exclusive sit down. It was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that was my assignment, and so. The Golden Knights were playing a home game. I believe it was on a Sunday night. And then the Sharks were going to practice Monday morning back in San Jose because the series was shifting. So I had a red eye after the game to go to San Jose. And the game went to, was it two or three overtimes? I don't remember. It was a couple overtimes, multiple. And the game was still, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite still going on. But by the time the press conference was over, the flight had left. So, and I guess it wasn't a red eye because it's, it's a short flight, but it was it was a late night flight, like a ten thirty, whatever it was. Uh, so, I mean, what do you do in that situation? There's no more flights. They're practicing in the morning. You got in the car and drove. Left the arena, got in my car, and drove to San Jose. 
We've 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 changed this entire segment into the hill traveling frenzy. Oh, well, I mean, you you brought. Oh, yes, Solid. you did bring it up. But yes, uh, so yeah, I drove to San Jose and got there at like seven a.m. Ready to go to practice at nine. Couldn't wait. And then they canceled practice. <laughs> they said they didn't get home till like three in the morning. We're not going to practice. So that was all useless. There are some legendary. <laughs> since the Golden Knights arrived, there have been some new and legendary. Adam Hill traveling stories. Oh, yeah, the five flights and two rental cars from uh, Nashville to Winnipeg to make it just in time for a game, 36 hours. Rock that solid. was fun. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, we were talking about football, though. You, yeah, listen. Training camp is starting uh, next week, as you said. Rookies will be there this weekend. And then the veterans, uh, what is it, the – wait, have they announced I don't think – have they announced it publicly? They did announce it publicly. Yeah. Sometimes we know and it's not out there. I'm, yeah, I'm just being careful. Uh, the, what, the 18th and the 20th, I believe, for rookies and then We've veterans been talking about it. Yeah. Uh, are getting there. And then practice will either be the 20th or the 21st for the first practice. Uh, it's exciting. I mean, I, it, it seems like the offseason just started. I feel like last week I was in Cincinnati for the playoff game, and then three days ago I was at the draft. It just, but it's, it's been a few months. It's, it just kind of has blended together between from the NFL draft – to well, and you went to the combine. Yeah. So I mean, it, but for me, I mean, it just it's been nonstop with the NFL draft and then uh, OTAs and the mandatory and you know and then the president being new president being named. So I mean, it's, it's the NFL just doesn't sleep. The NBA doesn't sleep. We're out here with this, right? The finals just took place. We don't have an NBA team, but Las Vegas is so involved in in so many things. So it's just now been a. It's a 12-month ordeal for, for us and, and what we do. And it's 11. So, As I said, it's 11. Okay. End of June till training camp is, is the actual, the actual offseason for the NFL. Okay. A lot of people say it's Super Bowl to the, to the training camp. No. No. It's end of June. They finish minicamp. Well, minicamp is June. Yeah. So you get one month off. It's 11, 11 months. And we're going to get into a story in, in about an hour, a couple of stories. And it's what is the concern every year with, with having some downtime in the NFL. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, rankings and lists are what comes out around this time of year. A lot of talk has been about the Derek Carr not being in the top ten on that ESPN list, which, again, the writer was attacked for not ranking Derek Carr in his top ten. It was a vote of players, executives, and coaches. It wasn't the writer. Stop attacking the writer. It's ridiculous. Well, people don't have the – they. This is what the problem is with social media, you know, from Twitter to Facebook. You have a bunch of sharers. You don't have any readers. And everybody just wants to read the headline. They want to look real quick or they want to scroll real quick and just look at the list. They don't want, they don't want to read and, and get to the bottom of something. They just want to see and then attack. And, and I, I do, along those lines, I kind of do like that Twitter. Twitter put in that uh, button where if you try to share a story, it asks you, if you, you haven't clicked read? on the link, do you want to read it first? Yes. It cracks me up all the time because the vast majority of stories I share on Twitter are mine. <laughs> and you'll share it. And it'll say, do you want to read this first? Like, well, I hope I did. I wrote it. Yeah. So, yes, I hope that I read it before I'm sharing it. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that is part of it. And, and people look at a headline and they say, uh, you know, people aggregate. There's a lot of aggregation that goes on. And the headline for a lot of Raider sites would be Derek Carr not in the top ten. And then all of a sudden – Oh, this writer's an idiot. Like, well, read what it was. It was a vote of players, coaches, and executives. And we also saw a B grade uh, in a new ranking that came yeah. for Derek Carr. That's probably about right. 
Yeah, I, I looked at this, and I didn't. It's the, I, I should say it's the Football Outsiders grading. Yeah, the Football Outsiders, they, they've been to the they, – they actually go to games. They attended. I met one of the guys. Um, I was with Josh Tabau, and we all sat down in, up in the, uh, in the eating area. And um, so, yeah, I looked at this, and I really didn't have a problem with it. Now, if you look at the, the, the graphic that was used, they actually have him in the top 12, which most people do. Top 10 is, uh, you know, where you have up to a B-plus, and then the B, he's there with um, Kyler Murray. And then the next level is C-plus, so that would be uh, 13 on down. I didn't have a problem where he was placed. Um, you look at the other guys that are just in front of him, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, uh, it, it's not a bad – it's not really a bad list in how they broke him down. I think the only person you may agree, you may disagree with that shouldn't be in the top five as high, Josh Allen. He's he's played at that level. I mean, he's played he, at the elite level, but again, he's, has he, he earned the top five ranking yet? He, I, Yes, the way he's played the last two years has been good. He was horrific for two years and great for two years. What's the real one? I, I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, but it's just – it's, you know – that, that's where we're at. And, look, he's played at an incredibly high level. Now, there's definitely some still inconsistencies. There was the month he had four straight games last year where he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league. But for the most part, I think his, you know, I never thought he would be at this level. Clearly wrong about that. He's played at a very high level for two years. Let me ask you this. So last year when going into the season, if you remember, one person who was very, very high on on a national level, right, Early morning listeners before the press box listened to Keyshawn Johnson. He loved Derek Carr. He was promoting the numbers and comparing them a lot to Matthew Stafford's numbers. And, and well, you know, they're right there. And here's a guy who just got this kind of money to come from the Lions to the Rams. So Stafford is in that five group of five just above Carr and Kyler Murray with a B plus. My question to you is if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, is he there or is he in the in with Carr and Murray? Because along with the B-plus group is Joe Burrow. So those two, the last two Super Bowl quarterbacks. But is Stafford in there? If he ha- Is he that high or is he down with Carr and Murray at the B level? He'd probably be down with, with Carr and Murray. And that, that was, look, I mean, you, you can look at a similar career path. I think if you're a, if you're a Carr, I don't want to say defender. He doesn't need to be defended. It's... Is he the 12th best quarterback or the 6th best quarterback? Like, that's the argument. It's, right. it's, it's right. Both are very, very good. Right. So it's not defending. But if you're a, you know, down, never question Derek Carr advocate, you would say, hey, Derek, Sta- or, dude, Derek Carr and Matt Stafford are essentially the same player for the first eight years of their career. Good numbers for the most part. Bad teams, no success. That's pretty much where they both were. Now, everybody kind of said, hey, if Stafford's in a better situation, he would be very good. And that was backed up. He was. He finally got in a good situation, and he had a, he won a Super Bowl. So, and, and, Car- and, and to Carr's defense, he put up decent numbers. His total yardage ranked, you know, near the top of the, of the other passers. And last year was about as bad as it can get off the field for any organization with everything that they went through. So we'll see what happens this year. I've said it since 
the trade that there are this is the year there is I'm not saying this is a year to make or break where you got to win the Super Bowl but there are no more excuses in terms of leaving it out on the field you have your guy here and you have a new coach there should be no more distractions from top to bottom Mark Davis has done what he could front office you know they're addressing certain issues I mean unless something comes out to derail the the locker room like we saw last year, well, you know, no, there are no excuses. Well, that's fine. Well, what'll happen is, is if it's not successful this year. You're right, but if it's not successful this year, you'll hear well, new coach. Obviously, that's it's very tough to adjust. And and this one is not, and this is not an excuse. We talk about excuses and reasons all the time. Their schedule is brutal. It is brutal. It's brutal. And two years ago, I don't think that I don't think that you put it on Derek Carr because there were four games that were that were lost at the end, and that was the, on the defense. So sure. Um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I, 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 with with this particular one from Football Outsiders, which is a very good outfit um, outlet, I I agree with the grade. I agree, Derek Carr's in the top twelve. I agree that on any given weekend, he could be a top ten quarterback, um, and he could he could very easily raise that grade by the end of this season, especially with the weapons he has. Well, you can raise your grade with your family. I don't know how I'm segueing on this, but two tickets, dude, perfect. The That's Happy Tour, Saturday, July 16th. That's this week, MGM Grand Garden. Buy tickets at excess.com. Dude, perfect. That's Happy Tour. Two tickets to caller number 5364-1100. We come back. We'll get Miles Simmons' take on some of the rankings for the Raiders. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. If the goal is to win a championship, how can you argue Aaron's your first pick? It's baffling to me. His wow moments are so spectacular. There are times you're like, whoa! Yeah, but here's the thing, Colin. His wow moments are not more wow than Mahomes or Allen. I think he's awesome. I think he's great. I don't think you can argue he's the best quarterback in football after what we've seen. Cofield and Company NFL insider Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk joins us now. Back here, Cofield and Company. Hill and his homies edition, Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez from the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas local. Orlando Robinson out on the floor right now. He did just commit a foul into the box score, though. Uh, I believe he grabbed a rebound as well, so that's a good start. Uh, Hawks 22-14 over the heat late in the first quarter. But it's football time. Miles Simmons joins us. Uh, pro football talk. You can check out his work. Follow him up on Twitter as well. Miles, of course, it's once again time to talk about hot dogs, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, we just passed okay. the July 4th holiday, you know. <laughs> uh, it's you know, it's still time for mustard. You get mustard on those hot dogs in July. The All-Star Game is coming here to Los Angeles next week. There you go. So that's going to be an expensive event that I'm not going to attend. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I did. You know, we, last week was all hot dogs. I was just kind of joking with you there. But uh, on a on another side note, you are you're disappointing me because you're falling down. Oh, oh boy, you're falling down into a trap that way too many people I am close with have fallen down. You're an F one guy. Oh yeah, man. F one is great. And I, you know what? I thought that I was too old to get into a new sport. But, like, I just – I don't know. I, I was at a buddy's house, and, like, we were watching the first race of the season, and I was like, holy smokes, man, this is awesome. I went home. I inhaled the uh, 
F1 Drive to Survive series on Netflix within a week, all four seasons, and I was like, boom, I'm ready for the next race. So I'm a Ferrari man over here. Well, yeah. Sure. Will you be in Vegas? <laughs> Lifelong Ferrari fan yes, yes. since, uh, yeah. <laughs> Will you be in Vegas for F1 next year? I hope so. It'll be, I mean, it's on a Saturday night, so hopefully the Raiders have, like, a home game, right? So I yeah. can, you know, use that as a work trip. Yeah, it'll be a uh, tough lawyer. It'll be very cheap to stay here that weekend. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, I'll stay at your house. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Now, the only reason why I'm disappointed, Miles, is that we're not following one another on Twitter. So, <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. man, Willie, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. I, I just, just that right now. It just, it just dawned on me. So I was like, because we communicate. Because here's the thing. We talk once a week. I'm usually on. And you so, are. you know, it's weird. I, I noticed that doing this show more is when is you talk to people. So you're always tweeting or talking to them on the days that they're on. And you're just you're retweeting. They're, you're tagged and everything. And then it dawns you like, wait a minute. How, how do we, Adam talks about a tweeter. It's Cofield was, hey, did you see what Miles he was like? Dang, I'm not even following. Well, don't okay. you? You got to do lists anyway. We talk about this. You don't have to follow people. Just do lists. Yeah, you, it's true. See other tweets anyway. I have two lists. Uh, yeah, I have like twelve. Oh. Uh, yeah. How many does Baker Mayfield have? I don't know. That's some some sort of segue. Uh, <laughs> Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield introduced in Carolina. What was your big takeaway? Um, that he claims that he doesn't have any animosity toward Cleveland, but I think we all know that that's not true. <laughs> I, I mean, come on now. There's no way in the world that he does not have any animosity. And we knew, we know this because he's like, yeah, I was shocked that they wanted to let me go. And he also said goodbye to Cleveland and basically kind of tanked his own trade value and any leverage that anybody might've had, um, in, in the middle of March before, the Deshaun Watson trade ever even went through. So it was kind of like his emotions got the best of him then. And yeah, it's been a couple months and we all knew that Baker Mayfield was never going to play another snap for the Cleveland Browns. But I mean, I got that sense even from that, that last game that he played on Pittsburgh in Monday night on Monday night football. I mean, he was not talking like somebody who had any intention of ever playing for the Browns again. Right, and like that, this you know, we have to examine stuff and we had to fix stuff. And then he didn't even play the next week when he clearly had not been healthy for a while. But it was like, you know, it almost was like the Browns were like, all right, well, you want to play here, go play, Let, let's do it, let's see what you can do. And he couldn't do it. And so, you know, there are people around the league who felt like Baker Mayfield needed to be humbled. I don't know if Baker Mayfield has truly been humbled or not. So we'll see what happens in Carolina, but with Carolina, I should say, but like, it's not. I don't know. I know he wants to go out there and kick the Browns' ass, you know, in week one, and we'll see if he's able to do it. Well, that, that was the follow-up. Clearly the league orchestrated this for week one ratings, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't – look, it was pretty obvious that Carolina was one of the only places that he was going to go to, right? And it's also pretty obvious that Deshaun Watson has a chance to not play – you know, much of the season, but particularly not week one. So yeah. I don't know if it was like the league saying like, hey, we're going to stick it to the Browns a little bit for this <laughs> or not. But, you know, it, it certainly creates some more drama, some more intrigue for that week one game. I I did see some report. Listen, we're on the show, so I can't follow up who's tweeting it. I don't even know if it's, at, if it's legitimate people, what's going on. Was there some rumors circulating about an hour ago that it's going to be four to six games? I did. I'll be completely honest with you. I was doing my workout, so I didn't see that rumor. Um, but it wouldn't necessarily shock me, based on the fact that 
When you're talking about Deshaun Watson, this has been reported by us at Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio and then Justina Anderson. I also saw her report this. The NFL did not present any evidence of violence, force, threat, or, co- or coercion in this hearing. And so I think based off of that, it's tough to say that Deshaun Watson would then deserve a unprecedented suspension, which is what the league was said to be seeking, right? Of at least one season um, with an indefinite suspension. I just, if that's the case, then I don't necessarily see a long, long, long-term suspension happening for Deshaun Watson. Four to six games might sort of fall more in line with what the precedent that has been set. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying like looking at it from what the situation is and what the reported evidence has been, that's pro- that doesn't seem totally out of bounds to me. So this, I don't know why this just bothered me. I am, I've always been pro player in every circumstance. I think I actually have made the argument. I think uh, pro athletes are underpaid. I think they should get paid okay, more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you actually looked at what the what the value that they bring and how much money they bring in and generate, uh, they're probably getting an unfair share of the pie. But certainly in I, football, I would agree with you. Yes. Yeah. But I did see, and and this this involves football, and it's it, I don't know why it's just a weird thing. Pittsburgh gets a a new name for their stadium. It's not Heinz Field anymore. It's you know whatever they change it to. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. I, I think there was jokes yesterday. Nobody can even pronounce it. Uh. But Ben Roethlisberger was complaining about, oh, I don't like the name. It's, it's tradition, whatever. Like, okay. There has to be revenue streams generated somewhere. We've got to do this. Stop complaining about things like selling names on, on stadiums. Like, money has to come in to generate the money for everybody to get paid. That's silly. Well, yeah, not only that, but it's not like Heinz Field didn't have some sort of corporate name right. before, you know? Like, it's not like it was Paul Brown Stadium or Fenway Park or, you know, even the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum is now, like, the Coliseum presented by United or the United Coliseum <laughs> or some other, you know, some such thing. That's the airline. So, like, these things are not sacred cows. I don't know. I, I'm just not – I agree with you. Like, Ben Roethlisberger, kind of get a life, bro. Like, also, you just retired. <laughs> Yeah, like the, <laughs> get you don't out have to of play here. there. You don't have to play there. Yeah, don't worry you don't about have it. to play there at all. You never played in any home stadium, but Heinz Field. I think you're going to be okay. It was. Don't, I mean, it's a ketchup company. You know, it's it's condiments. It's, it's relish. Ridiculous. It's mustard. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, like, what are you doing? Come on. It's, mo- it's mostly ketchup. Uh, yeah. We we uh we had a couple of food takes last week uh, from some Raiders. I don't know if you were were following this. Max Crosby said he doesn't trust people that like blue cheese better than ranch. He's I silly. I did see this. Yes. He's silly. He's, he's, Come on. He's 100% wrong about that. You know? I mean, like, listen, I can understand liking ranch on certain things. You know? When I was in high school, we would have pizza, and we would have to put hot sauce and um, Frank's hot sauce and ranch dressing on it to make it edible. And it actually was a pretty decent dish. But if you're talking about wings, you don't put ranch on wings. Well, my best friend is from Buffalo, and if you, he sees you put ranch on wings, he's going to feel like I do when people put ketchup on hot dogs. It's just not <laughs> what you're supposed to do. This, this is, in addition to food, hot food take season in the NFL, yes. it's, it's list and ranking season. And good Lord, people get, people get worked up. Because it is the one month. Players are on vacation. Coaches are on vacation. There's not really other stuff going on. There's arrests and, and lists. That's yes. what we do in, in this month. And, and, and people potentially blowing their hands off with fireworks. One, yeah. one thing, Miles, I wish that you were, you were here 
you were still here when, when this took place, but Adam, myself, and Ed Graney saw one of the greatest press box moves with food at the Golden Knights game. Remember what, the, the dunking? The dunking. The the goaltender coach. There was <laughs> there was pretzels and and like a hot cheese sauce in the press box at the Golden Knights game. Yeah. And he came over and he took a pretzel and then he just dunked it in the giant vat of cheese sauce and then started eating it. I, I've never seen a – it's a great move. I mean, I don't think it's – But he thought it was mustard. He did think it was mustard. Yes. That was the problem. <laughs> Wait, you guys uh, but also he the... just dunked it. You guys not eat pretzels with cheese sauce? Is that like – No, but no, he no, dunked it. It's not the food that was the problem. It was the action of just yes. dunking he took it. The, it was thing. one of the <laughs> – so it was a rare thing. They haven't done it obviously since the pandemic, right, where they were like – once every 10, 12 home games, they'd have, like, something between the second and third periods. And they had put out, like, some different – I can't remember, a bunch of finger stuff. But they had the big, fat pretzels, right? So he had yeah. grabbed one and broke it off and then not just dunked it, but, like, started in the middle and pulled it toward oh, him. Yeah. Like, the, the whole <laughs> motion. It was the community. So it was the, the community, community cheese. So, yes. But on Sounds top of it, like... thought it was mustard for the pretzel. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that's oh, yeah. a, probably a big surprise, you know, when you go in and you get the cheese and instead of mustard, you're like tasting, you're like, oh, no. Oh, and he, here's sounds the worst more, part. Sounds more like fun don't to me. Here's the worst part about it, Miles, is it would be one thing like if it was one of those coaches who was just kind of cantankerous or, you know, just kind of just st- tumultuous with the, you know, just standoffish. With, like this was the sweetest man, like the, <laughs> like the kindest the kindest older gentleman that just, he always gave you the time, everything. Was, he's just the nicest man. Yeah, And then that's what he does. Yeah, yeah then everybody bad. stares at him, and he's like, I thought it was mustard. Like, okay, it doesn't make it any better. <laughs> it yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't make it any better. You still need to get a spoon or something and put it on a plate and act like a civilized human being. My God. It was a, me- it was a mess. Uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here, but we were talking about the rankings. So uh, are you going to get just fired up and start screaming about somebody that's not in the top ten or somebody that's out of place on some top ten list anywhere? That's what we're doing now, right? Yeah, I think so. And I saw like today it was all about Lamar Jackson and how he's not, you know, properly rated and this and that. But it's like if you look sometimes at what people are doing, like (sighs) Lamar Jackson, as good as he was in 2019, like did not play at that level in 2021. And I think there were several reasons for that. But like, look, it's not like Lamar Jackson was playing like a top 10 quarterback, especially right before he got hurt last year. I mean, we all saw he got demolished on that Thursday night in Miami. He didn't play well after that. So I I think he is still somebody that is potentially an elite player. But, you know, if we're going to be what have you done for me lately, and we are like that with most people in this league, then let's really be objective about what Lamar Jackson looked like at the end of last season because he didn't look good. Well, what have you done for me lately? It's not even that. We just played the audio from the Colin Coward show where they're upset that Two-time defending MVP Aaron Rodgers is number one. I yeah, I can't. I don't understand why that is. I mean, like, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers is still at the top of his game. I mean, I understand if you want to say that Josh Allen's better as Chris Sims did. You might want to say Patrick Mahomes is better. Uh, like, I get that. I, I don't feel like you can go wrong with either one of those three guys at the top. But to say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't really deserve it, like that—that's not living in my reality. <laughs> It's silly season, Miles. It's almost it t- it's almost time for training camps to open. We're excited about that. What do you got coming up on PFT and Peacock? 
Uh, well, right now we are just monitoring things in the league as they go along, and as you said, it's kind of mostly arrests and uh, people blowing their hands up. But today we did have a trade, Nikhil Harry uh, going from uh, the Patriots to the Bears. So for all the coverage of that, you can check out ProFootballTalk.com. What's the score there now? Uh, 38-20, Hawks over here. But more importantly, oh, the boy. Aces are off to a good start against the Liberty. Nice. Excellent, yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, Miles. All right, take care, guys. Follow his work, uh, Pro Football Talk, and also uh, follow him on Twitter, Miles Simmons. Great stuff from him. Come back. Oh, boy. We've got to hear what Willie has to say about, I don't know, movies, actors, mobsters, sauce. What do we got? Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. You start out with a little bit of water, and you fry some garlic. Then you throw in some tomatoes, some tomato paste. You fry it. You make sure it doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. You got it to a boil. You shove in all your sausage and your meatballs, and that's my trick. Why don't you cut the crap? I got more important things for you to do. How's Paulie? Oh, Paulie won't see him no more. Tom. Tom. You try this octopus yet? I'm talking here. What's going on here, Paulie? There's a big thing to me, T. I was never over here, okay? You're live with the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. R.I.P. Polly. Lost, lost, lost some legends in the mob acting world. I guess we could say. Shout out my guy Ari. That was I. I, I sat there and looked through a bunch of different things and said, "I was like, dude, if you can put this together." For tomorrow, yesterday I sent it, and uh, with a little Jimmy Kahn, a little Tony Sirico, Godfather, Sopranos. I what mean, a, what a slap in the face to Ray Liotta. Well, we talked about Ray a few weeks ago, so it was just that the, with the immediacy of, of this taking place, it was, you know, just a sad couple of days with with losing James Kahn, and but it completed a trifecta. They say everything happens in threes, right? Ray Liotta. About a month ago, if that, and, yeah. and then uh, James Caan and, and then Tony Sirico, all known as uh, Ray Liotta playing Henry Hill, and of course James Caan, many roles, many roles in in different different uh, themed movies, but Sonny Corleone, and then Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts in The Sopranos. First of all, you're showing your age. I think James Caan is most known as the father and elf. Uh, no, I think he's actually most known as Brian Piccolo in Brian's song. Never heard of it. We're gonna fight. I have. I've, I've heard of it. Obviously. How about this? I set the DVR for Brian. I, I I talk into the to the remote and I say Brian's song, and it comes up and it shows the picture of the the like the cover. You know, like you look at the cover of the DVD sure. or whatever. And it's uh, uh Jimmy Conn and, and Billy D Williams. So it's set to come on, uh, whatever TV station was. I hit record. To set the timer. Come to find out, it's record. It's it. They're actually showing the remake. So it's better. No, remake is. I don't even. I've never even watched. I never even watched. There are certain movies you don't remake. Brian Song, you don't remake. They should have never remade Bad News Bears. There was another show on just the other day, and 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 Cox Communications did the same thing where they. It's showing the older one, but on the on the guide and the description. Anyway, we're getting away from the important part (laughs) of of that, you know, 
uh, losing some great actors. And, yeah, so part of the Fat Pack I want to talk about is, like, I, I was really geared up, but I haven't had a chance because th- those are the types of shows where, like, if I'm going to be home all day, I will definitely get the olive oil, get the garlic, get the different, uh, get the sausage, get the pork, get the bones, make the sauce, stir all day. And then, of course, by by nighttime, you've drank a, a, a bottle of red wine. And you're eating pasta. Is that, is that what you did? Is that how you honored the death of no. three legends? I didn't. I didn't make pasta. I didn't make sauce. I didn't make pasta, and I didn't drink wine. But I did watch, and I got through 14 episodes of The Sopranos in roughly 36 hours. Pretty impressive. Season one, and then season two, episode one. Very. This song is very loud right now. It is very loud, and it's <laughs> unnecessarily loud. What's well, the bongo cam? Yeah. Well, are you you're not playing? You're not doing the bongos? No. I'm stirring sauce. I'm up here. Uh, are you going to continue rewatching Sopranos? Or are you just season one and done? No, I'll, I'll put it on. I just won't watch it as consistently. I'm busy, you know, all all week, obviously, with with the show. I'll be out here and at Silver Sevens, and we'll be you know scattered about, and and so it's. But I will put it on. Um, you know the Aces are back in season. The All Star breaks over, so they'll be they're on the road. I'll be watching them. They're they're playing right now. But um, no, I will continue to watch it. It's it, um, I'm out of shows. I got to watch this show you just assigned to me. I was gonna, I was going to ask you if you already forgot what your assignment was. I can't remember what it's called, but I know that I have a new one. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. It's fantastic. Yeah. What? Wait, have you you've watched Entourage? Of course. Okay. Entourage. Um, um, we went through this. Uh, Steve and I did our lists, HBO lists, and then like summer watch list, HBO and Showtime, like Californication. I've watched several times. Um, there's Ray Donovan, of course. Weeds. Um, you got your you got your uh, Entourage, Sopranos, The Wire. Um, I, I can't. I haven't brought myself to to start Friday Night Lights for a second time. I think Ed's watched that. Ed Grady, he's watched that like, like umpteen times. Yeah. Uh, so, no sauce, no gravy, but Sopranos, good move. Uh, we do like to always examine the national days today, National Jello Day? Eat your Jello Day. Is there different than National Jello Day? Is that a different thing? I don't know if there's a difference, but they do come up like, like they'll have, like, they'll have. Sometimes you'll you go on that site that that Ari and I go to, is, 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 is it'll say, like, Pizza Day. But then, like a month later, I'll say National Pizza Day. Then it'll be National Cheese Pizza Day. I'm out. One, okay. Look, I'm, I'm all for the days we can celebrate the dumb days. Right. One time. One time. That's it. So you tell me, there's a Jello day, but then a cherry Jello, a lime Jello, probably a probably. Jello shot day. Now I'm in for that. <laughs> probably. And we're doing all. We're doing all those. There's chicken wing type days. All right. As I long, mean, but I, what I don't know if there's like. Flats days, drummies days. No, like you can't. Yeah, I can't. First of all, I'd be out on flats day. I'm a flat guy. Drum, drumstick guy. We, well, talked, about, we order, talked about this last yeah, time we, we were up the street. It's good. We can order wings, and you can have all the flats. I'll take the wing. I'll take the drums. It's fine. Should, should have had your boy send it over. Uh, we have. We cut, actually, we are close. I might grab some after this. Uh, for the show, bring some Naked City back over here to Thomas Mac. Well, ironically enough, I don't think it's ironic. I think it's just a coincidence. Or we did this on purpose. Sam Paniotovich coming up next. He wants to talk about chicken wings. It's perfect. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's 
Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Sammy P. Sammy P. It is Eye on Sports Betting. Sam Paniagovich joining us as he does each and every week. Our good friend. Got, just got very loud in here, so I hope we can hear him. Uh, Sam, how you doing? We are at Summer League courtside at Thomas & Mack. I can't believe you guys are at Summer League. Uh, do you have any winners for me? Like, who do I bet for Rookie of the Year? Um, that's a tough question. Uh, I think Bancaro is too obvious, but he looked really good. Uh, Jabari Smith looks like a pretty good team player, more than I thought, but I don't know if that's going to help in the stats department. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to get some more info for you the next couple of days. Clearly on top of it. I love that. So Chet Holmgren was about 6-1 to one the day after the draft. And, of course, he has that first big game at Summer League, and his odds went from 6-1 to one to 4-1. to one. And now he's a favorite at most books. He's like 7-2 to two at multiple shops. So the value is already somewhat gone on Holmgren. He hasn't played an NBA game yet. But there's a guy in Detroit, I'm telling you, the fact that he fell and the Kings screwed this up like they always screw it up, the fact that Jaden Ivey fell to Detroit and is now playing alongside Cade Cunningham with the Pistons, you could find Jaden Ivey like 7-1. to one. I think he could score like 23 points a game next year, man. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to be biased and say that because that was my – that's who I said I would have picked number one. Uh, so I don't want to double down on my own thoughts. But Keegan Murray's looked pretty good too. I like Jaden right. Ivey, Sammy P. That's While you were talking about Chet – I was literally pulling up odds, and I was going to look at what Jay Ivey. So when I chimed in, and then you went ahead and talked about him, but I'm, I'm with Adam, I'm with you. I think this is the kid, the sleeper. I don't know if it's a sleeper, but I think that this is the one to watch right there. Yeah, it's a good bet, 7-1. to one. By the way, I heard your boys talking about chicken wings, and I sent somebody out to Vegas. This would have been last Friday or Saturday. And he says, where do I go for wings? And, of course, you know me. I'm going to say Naked City right there on Paradise. But my buddy Julian says, well, no, they told me to go to Tap House okay. on Charleston. Okay. And I said, look, Tap House is a B minus. Naked City is an A. It's a solid A for chicken wings in Vegas. Well, okay, let me chime in. Let me start. Well, before, before we let Adam well, go. Let, I think he was finished. He wasn't finished yet. Oh, I thought he oh, I'm finished. No, I'm no, finished. Was, I can okay. hear how upset Willie is, though. Willie okay, seems to be steaming no, I'm from not the upset. I'm not upset because I 100% agree with Naked City in terms of that quality with every flavor up and down. You name it. Chris produces a top-notch product, whether it's True Buffalo, Hot Medium, which and if somebody just gets regular, then I just don't think that they deserve to eat wings. But you got to, because you got to have something. But he's he's implemented the double bake, which he's actually calls what Adam. Wait, which one? Chris, does he, he call it double bake or he calls it Cajun? He he kind of replicated the Cajun that that if I would tell people to go to Tap House, I think the the Cajun wings that they do there, the baked ones, are the best thing that they do, and I thought those were very legit competitor for best wings in town. But Chris added those to the menu a couple weeks ago, and it's a game changer. Yeah, it is. So 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 my point was going to be that Tap House. It's only the double-baked wings. Like, I'm not going to go in there ever and, like, be like, man, I'm in the mood for, like, some buffalo wings. Like, if I'm going to the Tap House, it's because of their bar pizza and it's because of the double-baked wings. I'm always getting – if I'm going to Naked City, like, and I'm in the mood for buffalo-style wings or hot wings or 
his new Cajun, which is like the double. I'm going there. So the all-around goes to Naked City. The double-baked tap house is your original choice to, well, for, for that. But I'll t- this is my question, Sam. Who's asking you where to go? You're telling them a very solid answer, and then they're getting advice from somebody else. Yes, that's terrible. Well, he came to me. I was sort of like the person at the end of the table. I think he just asked one of his best friends you grew up with. It's a guy who works at DraftKings, and he's like, okay. hey, I've been asking around. Break the tie for me. And I like, I put my cat down. I had him kiss my ring, and I said, <laughs> go to Naked City. Now, here's the thing, though. In my last trip to Vegas, I was there for about six and a half hours to collect the ticket and flew back. I, I called ahead, got the 30 put in, the 30 Buffalo. He was telling me about these Cajun butters. And then the, the charred Cajun butter. And I'm like, holy crap. I didn't know that was a thing. So I'm yeah. late to the party there. But I have to yeah. try that my next time out. It's fantastic. Uh, do you have to try shorting Aaron Judge for AL MVP? What a transition there. There's no reason he should be minus money to win the MVP. There, there's absolutely no reason. In fact, if you put Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge, like put that comparison aside because it's not really fair because Shohei does – a lot more things than Aaron Judge. But if you put Judge alongside Jordan Alvarez, in about 50 less at-bats, Alvarez has more walks, a better batting average, better on base, better slugging, better OPS. He has four fewer home runs and five fewer RBIs. How is Jordan Alvarez 11-1 to and Aaron Judge is minus 115? It makes no sense at all. No sense. Well, it's because the Astros are in last place, right? The Astros, don't they have a 13-game yeah. lead? I didn't look at the standings, but it's like the, the players are almost identical. I'm telling you, the only thing that helps Judge is that the Yankees might win 110 games and he might hit 60 home runs. But Alvarez is better in almost every other facet of the game. Yeah, and he's in New York, which helps. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady player props, are we, uh, are we fading him or going with him? Well, I think he's going to get hurt this year. And I don't mean I don't mean that like I don't think he's going to be out for the season. I just think at some point he's going to miss a couple games. Like he's going to miss two or three football games. He turns 45 in August. Do we really expect him to play 17 regular season games and play at that level? I just don't. I'm shorting that. So my favorite bet on Brady, you can bet on a lot of things now. Passing touchdowns, passing yards, most passing yards, MVP, of course. But I'm looking at a number on Tom Brady interceptions. It's 12 and a half over under. He hasn't thrown 13 picks since 2009. He averages nine over his career. He was picked off 12 times in each of the last two seasons, and that's him throwing like 600, 700 passes. And here's the thing. If he misses any time at all, if he misses a game or two games, there's no way he goes over 12 and a half picks. No way. Interesting. Good stuff. Uh, we only got about a minute left. Don't want to shortchange the Raiders too much, but uh, are you trying to find ways to bet them or against them? I think they're going to be a much better team, but the record might struggle because of the schedule and all the other teams making so many improvements. So I'm looking at them over two and a half wins against the division. This is an even money bet, plus 100 over two and a half wins against the division. If you like them to win the division, you can find a 6-1 to one out there. And here's something I'm really thinking about. If you find a book that does this, it's essentially an AFC West Quinella. You get the Raiders with all other teams. Chiefs Raiders, 1-2, 5-1. Chiefs or, uh, Broncos Raiders, 10-1, to 
Chargers Raiders, if they finish one or two, 11 to one. Those are some pretty nice payouts if you key the Raiders in with those other teams. Great stuff, Sam. Always a pleasure. Good talking to you. Make sure you get those, those Cajun wings next time out here. SP Shoot up on Twitter. Make sure you follow them. Thanks, man. Short and sweet to the point, boys. See you later. There you go. Have a good one.